anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, broadcasting live, but not really live because I don't know how to do that. Deep behind enemy lines on Mexican Independence Day. So it is a holiday where I am at right now. Um, you know, they don't really give a shit about Cinco de Mayo. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything to Mexicans. That's like a gringo thing. But yeah, uh, September. Well, I think it's the 16th, but they start celebrating it on the 15th and they just go all night. And then at midnight, they start, you know, the official uh, the official day of their independence from the Spanish goddamn conquistadores or whatever. Um, So that's what's been going on here. And back with me, of course, on the other side of that border where uh, people have been shipped to various states and localities around the U.S. is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's happening, man? Oh, not much. Just waiting on my stepdaughter to get home so we can clean a ferret cage. (laughs) <laughs> how many different cages do do you have to clean like well i only group? i only really have to clean the ferret cage and the guinea pig cage and i don't clean the, the guinea pig cage the guinea pigs were not my idea i was firmly against those things so the kids do that but the ferret is my baby and i i love the ferrets more than my children and and they they know that and have come to terms with it um but we don't really have to clean the chicken coop all that much more. So just kind of uh, spread stuff around and make sure it's nice and even. So they've got a, a nice place to roost or nest, whatever you want to call it. And then the goats just do whatever the fuck the goats do. I don't mess with them at all. Throw, throw a bale of hay in, hay in there and make sure they got fresh water. And that's about it. Well, that sounds like uh, not a lot of fun. I don't think I'd want anything to do with that. Especially the goat. Like, I don't really like anything goat related. There are a lot I know of you like the goat milk and the goat cheese and all that shit. I guess, you know, like a stew or something like a curry with goat in it would probably be pretty good. But uh, the rest of it, I don't think I mean, they better not require any upkeep from me because that juice isn't worth the squeeze. The uh, the male, he's got the real thick hair. And so in early spring, when his like spring coat starts to come out, um, I have to go out there and brush him. And he's he's usually pretty cool about it. Like he he gets a little uppity and tries to headbutt me every once in a while. But the the fun thing about goats is their head is made for hitting stuff. So whenever he tries to headbutt me, I just punch him in the head and he jumps around <laughs> and thinks it's a fun game. So it's, it's 
Cool. I was just thinking that that Adam Sandler CD that came out in like the 90s. Did you ever listen to that where he just does all these little skits? He's got the one with the goat. Like every time you talk about the goat, I just think of this goat that's like tied to a pickup truck. <laughs> oh man. Well, it is Friday. It is a holiday, sort of, at least for me. And uh I think you you cracked beer, full disclosure. I'm yes, polishing off a bottle of wine from last night because, uh, as I was saying, I opened one up last night and for the first time in a while, it did not get finished. So we're getting the celebration you, a little early today. I say, did you crack that open to uh, to celebrate Mexican Independence Day or you just felt like having some wine? Uh, it was just to keep the night going. <laughs> uh, we did. Uh, I went to like a, a beach, uh, Boca State Tomatlan with a friend of mine. And we had some drinks there and then uh, came back, made some of my world famous, rapidly becoming world famous tortilla pizzas. Or, you know, I might I might be tempted to call them an open faced Italian quesadilla, but they are really, really good. <laughs> made some of those and we, you know, kept drinking. And I uh, yeah, we stopped at a liquor store, picked up some some wine and some more beer and everything. But I'm not a big beer guy, so open up the wine and just uh only had a glass out of it and it's red wine it goes bad real fast and it wasn't a particularly expensive bottle of wine so i better get to this and uh finish it off before it gets even worse so and you know if we're going to talk about the biden administration um which i, I want to talk about the summit that they had on hate in america all this hate fueled violence that we alluded to i think in the last episode as well and then the immigration issue. I think you need to be drinking. I don't think uh, it's tough to just dive into Biden for an hour or so without a libation. That's fair. Yeah. So I guess I guess the first thing we should talk about is uh, Martha's Vineyard because the memes. <laughs> I, I love it when I get my news from memes. It's so good. Like somebody just sends me a meme. I'm like, oh. I guess they're set. They're they're shipping immigrants off to Martha's Vineyard now. <laughs> That's how you know it's really newsworthy and probably a shit show that that should be paid attention to. Is if it if the primary news source is your memes, then it's it's going to be something fun. And this one is definitely fun. How how much do you know about the uh, Martha's Vineyard experience for all of these immigrants? <laughs> I know very little, just what we were basically talking about before um, we started recording. Um. <laughs> so all these illegals showed up in Florida and DeSantis then put them on a plane and sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, as as everybody should know, Martha's Vineyard is where the Obamas have their home, uh, as well as a, a lot of... a 20 or a $40 million mansion. It was 20? Uh, it's, they've got like... It's like a 10 bedroom mansion. It's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, it was like 14 or 20 million dollars, like something crazy. And Martha's Vineyard ain't a cheap place. So if you've ever, if you've ever been there, it's uh this is where all the very affluent uh northerners like to live. So they were not super happy about having a bunch of illegals shipped into their little sanctuary city. Um turns out these sanctuary cities aren't very welcoming of the people that they claim to be offering sanctuary to. So they promptly turned around and put them all on a bus this morning and are busing them to, I want to say it's 
Boston. They're they're all being shipped off to Boston. So I thought I read maybe to is it to a military base or they're just sending them to another city? See, I'm not sure because I'm I think Boston is one of those sanctuary cities. And if I'm not mistaken, once they arrive in the sanctuary city, like they're kind of untouchable. Like at that point, it's um they are free to do as they please. Um I don't know if I don't know if these sanctuary cities are doing the same thing as uh, San Diego County in California is doing with their homeless population and doing like hotel vouchers. <laughs> but yeah, once they once they touch ground in these sanctuary cities, then it's pretty much a, a free for all. Like they're just turned loose. It, you know, it really is just the perfect um, example of these hollow virtue signaling points that leftists try to score. Oh yeah, we're we we love immigrants. Bring them all in, as long as it doesn't affect me. As long as you know they don't start in, infringing on my neighborhood, and I don't actually have to deal with anything. Oh sure, yeah, I'm all for it. And then the second it gets to them, I, I did see the AOC posted something on Twitter like, "Oh, we're welcoming them with like open arms," and they had all these like ridiculous fucking photo ops of them hugging the immigrants. And then I guess the next day they just ship them off. It's like, yeah, we we were we welcomed them just long enough to get the photo op, and then we kicked them out of our fucking. <laughs> well, they were talking about that with Martha's Vineyard. There was a there were a bunch of like photo ops and stuff of of these immigrants hugging people yeah, on Martha's Vineyard, and like, yeah. hey, we you know this was so great. We they came here and we took care of them. Yeah, we we took care of them. We <laughs> promptly loaded them up on buses and shipped them off somewhere else because you can be in one of these uh, leftist hellhole cities. Just don't come to our affluent uh, gated, gated communities. communities. Like stay, yeah, right. stay the hell out of our yeah. our gated communities. It's another great little thing. Like they have walls all around their fucking houses and everything, and they're in their little neighborhood, but they don't want one uh, around the country. I, I just don't understand how anybody can take them seriously. Like the amount of mental gymnastics you have to do to support. Democrats in particular. I mean, there's plenty of hypocrisy on the right as well, but it's always a little more like, I I guess the topics that they're hypocritical on are are more like, uh, I I don't know, technical. And you have to actually know something like economics or like, I guess like foreign policy, but like the Democrat is just like, there's so much hypocrisy there. I don't understand how you can take them seriously and keep finding ways to make excuses for, for all of their bullshit and just not not just admit to yourself that, oh, wow, these people are completely full of shit. Like nothing they say they actually believe. They never stand up for any of their so-called principles. They just like they, no, they just whichever way the wind is blowing is is where they will fucking, you know, throw their empty political fucking um platitudes is the word i'm looking for sorry and then yeah as as soon as like reality sets in you see their true colors and they're just like oh no we don't want these fucking brown people here no no we we like brown people in theory (laughs) but in practice we want them as far away from us as possible okay yeah that's like that's the crazy thing about this whole desantis sending people to martha's vineyard thing is like if you've spent some time on Twitter, like looking at, at the different posts and stuff that talk about this, they're saying, Oh, well, uh, DeSantis is admitting to 
sending all these people to Martha's Vineyard. So he's knowingly transporting illegal immigrants across state lines. So that's a federal offense. He's going to jail. Like, yeah. no dipshit. Like, okay. If he did that on his own dime, all right, like if he loaded them up in the back of his truck and drove them to Atlanta, you might have a case for that. But he's doing it through the Florida state government. So this is basically it's the same as when the um, Department of Homeland Security like loads them up on buses and takes them to holding camps or the, you know, uh, the keeping them in cages and stuff like like they were doing all through the Obama administration, uh, like it's similar thing. They are, they are transferring illegal immigrants from one place to a sanctuary city. It's well within their legal right to do that as a state. Uh, like DeSantis is welcome them. Yeah. yeah I mean, DeSantis record, isn't going to have any like legal recourse from this because it's, it's all completely above board. Now, like I said, you know, if you, if you or I were to load them up in the back of my pickup truck and take them just from here over to Chicago, then yes, I would be I would be guilty of moving illegal immigrants across state lines, and I could be liable and go to jail. But if a government official does it, that's it's all fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is just such a great troll, like just real life troll. And I realize like there are human beings involved, so it's a little fucked up in that regard. And I guess we could just as easily just put them on a plane back to wherever the fuck they came from. But it's, I mean, that it's would funnier be... to just send them to Obama's house, which by, you know, he has like a fuck about a four, 10 bedroom, 14 bedroom. How many families could he just take in? He's got plenty of space. Have you seen how many Mexicans can tr- cram into a pickup truck? I mean, I've seen can, upwards of 30. <laughs> they could probably fit three, three families because, you know, these aren't small bedrooms like the, the bedrooms in that house are probably bigger than the homes they came from. You could. Oh, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen eight people in like a one bedroom house uh, around here. It's. They're they're used to very close quarters. They're very um, <laughs> it's a lot of like intimate environments in the in the Mexican families. Yep. That would probably be a good deal for Obama because then he could have some of them do the cooking. He could some have some of them take care of the yard. Like he could just there you go fire all yeah. fire all the Angle people labor. Yeah, <laughs> fire everybody that's working for him and just let them take care of it. Be like yeah, free room and board. You know, you yeah. Just it. it reminds me of something. <laughs> Oh yes, oh, God, yeah. I just... He's probably got a separate house entirely that he could just put them in. I guarantee you, he has a coach house for the help. Hundred percent sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's just it could be so funny to just see all of this unfold. And oh my God, the amount of just the, the I, I feel like I, we were joking about this before we started recording. Like everybody in government. That is for like open borders, uh, wants, you know, to take in uh, illegal immigrants and everything like that. If you're living in a government building, like you're in the the governor's mansion or something like that, you should have to take in a couple families. It, it should be like Hurricane Katrina <laughs> and you're, you're taking in, you know, like that uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with the Blacks. <laughs> takes in the Black family and they're actually called the Blacks. Oh, it's so fucking funny. But yeah, he takes in a family. They should all just take some in. What, what are we doing with all these government buildings anyway? Did you see a couple months ago where the the mayor of Washington, D.C. was complaining about how many busloads of 
immigrants were being sent from Texas, like, yeah. talking about how they were like overrunning stuff and everything. It's yeah, like they don't have. Um, a, yeah, we can't handle it. It's like, yeah, no shit. That that's why the people that are on the front lines are like, dude, we have to do something about this. We just can't open the floodgates. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's, God, it's it's all. It's just definitely so- a uh, an exercise in hyper. Hypocrisy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very interesting time to be alive. And the, the memes have just been fantastic. Well, so I, great... I, I threw the uh the hotel reference in there. There's a it's San Diego County in California that they implemented this hotel voucher for homeless people. Right. So basically if you're homeless, you can get this voucher and just go stay rent-free in a hotel for as long as you need to. Well, now that is wrecking the hotel industry in in the county. There's there is one little city in San Diego County that I think it's um all of the hotels in that city are come all combined are around like 80% capacity with homeless people. In fact, never would have imagined this would happen. There are homeless people from other parts of the state who are traveling to that county so that they can get so they Imagine can get a voucher that. and go stay in a Imagine hotel. That. Yeah, fuck these like the and the people I know that had to go to like a vote uh, whatever their fucking their county board or whatever however that shit works. Anybody that votes for that should have to take in a fucking homeless guy too. Like you can't just pawn this shit off on other people's businesses. This is absolutely ridiculous. And it's like it's such a great example of how government operates because it doesn't even it doesn't even come close to addressing the actual problem, like the root of any problem. The root of homelessness is not that these people don't have a home. They don't have a home because they have a plethora of other fucking issues. Drug, you know, they're addicted to drugs. They're fucking schizophrenic. They're crazy. Like something's wrong with them. Most of the time, it's not just like, oh, we fell on hard times and we lost our house. And so now we're living in a fucking homeless encampment. I mean, that is becoming slightly more common, but 99% of homeless people are, are like their problem isn't just that they don't have a home. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's a result of an underlying issue. And it's just like, oh, we'll just put them in hotels and then they won't be homeless anymore. And the problems will go away. It's like, dude, you have the cart before the horse, you idiots. You just displaced the problem. You didn't do anything to actually address the problem. <laughs> so now it's not on the street. Now it's in this hotel. It's like, great. Uh, okay. Now what are we going to do with, with these fucking crazy people running around hotels? Well, I, and like, and in that part of the country, that's going to completely wreck any tour, any type of like tourism and stuff. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that, California has been on the downslide in terms of tourism and stuff like that. Anyway, especially the big cities like San Francisco, San Diego, places like that, because of the massive homeless issues uh, on top of just the just the straight up cost of everything. So you're not you're not doing yourself any favors here. It's it's completely wrecking another industry on top of not solving any problems. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that they've bent over back. You know, they've made alternatives to the hotel industry uh, unreasonably expensive now airbnb and vrbo i mean they're in some cases they're more expensive than hotel rooms like well, and then the way that they're the way they're gonna do this going after people through their venmo paypal cash app um gonna be going after like entrepreneurs and private businesses and and stuff like that and and like independent 
um, independent uh, individuals who are like doing this sort of business, they're going to add taxes to that and they're going to make that even, yeah. even less of a, of a thing that people can do. So like, it's just completely going to wreck an industry. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's and, insane. and we can, um, you know, we can talk about this a little later when we get into the Biden summit on U uniting horseshit. But one of the things that they were talking about in there was, you know, these companies and banks and using them to sort of uh, influence behavior. And, and there's a reason why there's this push now to get away from cash and into and have everything be digital and credit card based. And that's the only way that they can control us. Um, when you get to the, you know, these black market type places, they want everything digital, they want a fucking record of it, they want to be able to you know, cut it off using a, a social media platform or one of the big banks or something like that. And if you have cash, they can't fucking get to it. They can't stop you. And the, the amount of cost that they're adding to our lives through all of these things, like you ever buy a fucking plane ticket and look at the breakdown. I mean, I've been buying a lot of plane tickets the last couple of years and it's like they give you the breakdown. It's like, oh, your flight was like $89 and then the taxes were $189 and then the fees on top, you know, the TSA fee is another fit like 85% of the cost of the flight had nothing to do with the actual flight. It's all government bullshit that they piled on top of it. And imagine how much better off people would be. Imagine how many fewer homeless people we'd have if they didn't have to spend, uh, you know, if they didn't have 40% of their income taken off the top. And then every time they buy something, another in California, fucking 10 to 13 percent uh, state, you know, uh, sales tax. And then and uh, or maybe that's the uh, Chicago's 10 and a half. I don't know what the sales tax is in California. Um, and then, yeah, you, you buy liquor and there's a tax, you know, uh, an excise tax on that entertainment tax, hotel industry taxes like fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Well, so on the you brought up. Um how they're kind of pushing everybody towards using credit cards and stuff like and debit cards and stuff like that and, and getting away from cash. Did you see the thing about um, Visa? Maybe we talked about it on the last episode. Uh, the the international standards organization. Yeah. So that's, that's very quickly pushing people towards back towards cash on that kind of thing. Like the, the gun market itself is going to be almost entirely cash. If that, if that proceeds beyond just the kind of influentary stages that it's in, but it, like they'll start doing that with everything. They're not, they're not going right. to stop with guns. Yeah. They're going to yeah. start. Yeah. They assign it a code. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, you can just see how, like how it just goes step-by-step step toward like some sort of like social credit score system. Like they give it a code and then they take all of these codes that are like bad codes. And then like, you know, they kind of add it up and it's like, Oh, you have like six of these codes that are frowned upon. So now you have to like pay extra interest on this loan or like, you can't do this. You can't do that. It's they're well, how far definitely away fucking are we moving. Them, how far away are we from them using that for like food and gas rationing? I mean, you already see them talk or not letting people charge their electric vehicles and stuff in California because right. of the burden that it's putting on the on the energy grid. Like, how far are we from they use your credit card or your debit card information and your bank information to limit how much gas you can buy in a week? Yeah. How limit or how, how much many electricity you can, go to you the can use? Yeah, yeah. So yeah like, I, mean, I don't know. Like you, you drink a little too much fucking Johnny Red for our liking. 
and we're cutting you off at the pump for for this week or something yeah it's just like they that is the, the the easiest way for them to control, uh, especially like an armed society. They they can't handle, you know, a direct conflict, so they just do this like passive aggressive shit. That's uh, it, it's very scary because it's like it's so hard to get around that. Yeah, they start monitoring your transactions. They're like, hey, you buy two handles of Jim Beam a week, so you're not allowed to buy firearms anymore. Like, uh, right? Yeah, I like thankfully to, I, I like have... to get drunk and shoot guns. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thankfully I have. I think I don't think I need any more guns. I have plenty of those. Ammunition, though. I mean, you always need more of that, dude. It was so funny when I moved all of my fucking arsenal to like my parents' house a couple months ago. I had like these suitcases. They weighed like a bajillion pounds. I thought they were just gonna fucking break. <laughs> the kids make fun of me because every time we go to Rural King, I get a box of nine millimeter, a box of forty fives, a box of twenty twos, and a box of twelve gauge shotgun shells and they're like why do you buy a box of everything every time we come to the store like because you never know yeah that's the opposite of what i do i just make like one huge purchase every once in a while i get like thousands around so it's like filling up suitcases of ammunition and bringing it to like my parents house. i was like dad where you want me to put this because you're not going to be able to move it <laughs> and he's like oh no i can take it and i was like he tried to like pick it up he's like okay that's pretty heavy and i was like yeah it's just it's a fucking suitcase of lead <laughs> You're definitely on a watch list. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I just I like when so- something used to go on sale, I'd be like, yeah, give me like a thousand rounds of that. So okay, so um, another thing that comes out of all of this conversation is remember the Biden administration put in some extra legislation to restrict the sale of ghost guns. Like, um, you could buy, like, you could buy the the ghost gun kit like the whole everything together so and then just build your own gun well the biden administration put in like extra taxes and stuff on that to keep people from doing that or to make it more expensive <laughs> so I've, i was reading an article about this the other day this this is actually opening up like gray markets where instead of instead of instead of selling the kits they're like breaking the kits down and selling the individual pieces that that way it it bypasses all of the rich or all of the uh the regulations and the the registrations that are required for like buying the kit if you just buy each individual piece then then none of that yeah. applies so right and then yeah and then it's gonna they're gonna have to spend another like 800 billion dollars on the next piece of legislation to address that and then we'll find another way around it it's just like dude have we learned nothing from trying to prohibit things like we've been prohibiting things for over a hundred goddamn years and it's never worked it's made everything worse and more expensive and uh, along those lines, I, I did see that the, we're just going to send another six hundred uh, million dollars worth of uh, arms to Ukraine. Did you see that one? Was it only six hundred? I, I thought there was. I think I it thought was, that was just one of the packages. I thought there was another one that was like one point two billion. Probably I, the total is like fifteen point six billion now. Uh, but yeah, another six hundred, and they're like rating the the U.S. stockpiles. So. And they're like, oh, yeah, it won't cost us anything because we already have these weapons here. But it's like, yeah, but then you're going to replenish those stockpiles. We know you are. Of course, you're you're going to fucking replenish that shit. Uh, God, it's like so for crazy. as scared as they act of civil war, they sure are shipping off all of their weapons and stuff. Yeah, we need like <laughs> I wish there was some fucking way to just uh, siphon off all of these Ukraine things back to 
back to the U.S. <laughs> you know, it's like ship them there and then you just have like a middleman cut it off and bring it back here and start selling it in our black markets. We, we need all that shit, too. It's I mean, Biden said this? if we don't have F-15s, we're fucked. Did you see this article that um, a lot of the military aid that we're sending is actually ending up in Syrian and Libyan black markets? And then did see that. Yeah. there was a justification for why that's actually a good thing. And it's because the equipment that we're sending, the Ukrainian military doesn't have the capability to utilize that equipment effectively. So they're selling it to these black markets. And so they're using the funds from selling it onto these black markets to fund the war. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> This this is yeah. and this is a good thing. Like this is being this is being pitched as a good thing. Yeah, uh, that's just like funding terrorism with extra steps. <laughs> right. Why oh, can't we yeah. just go back to where we were actually funding the terrorists and quit like yeah. doing it through the <laughs> proxy of Ukraine? Because Ukraine has our undivided support, man. I mean, come on, it's democracy. Oh, you just God. throw out democracy and you can do you just have a blank check to do whatever the fuck you want. It's so ridiculous. Forget about how undemocratic they are. Oh, God. Talking about it, the funding to Ukraine, the U.S. The U.S. government has sent more in military assistance to Ukraine than the entire rest of the world combined has sent everything total. Like so this is not counting actual. Um, I think we're in the. I got the numbers here. We're upwards of twenty-five billion worth of military uh, military uh, aid, nine point two billion in humanitarian aid, whatever the fuck that means, and then another ten point three billion in actual financial aid. the The rest of the world combined has sent less than twenty-five billion total in all of that. So, yeah. Well, you know, we're the we're the leaders of the free world. Sure. We have to stand up for democracy around the globe. Uh, forget, yeah. <laughs> I, I think in one of those that tweet that we were talking about, AOC was talking was like saying, "Oh, we're like the richest country in the world. We can afford to take in everybody and give them like a place, you know, and healthcare and all this shit." And it's just like, dude, have you looked at our balance sheet lately? <laughs> like, it is. We are so far from the rich, like we are the most bankrupt country the world has ever seen. It's not even close, not even close. The the thirty one trillion dollars in bonded debt is the tip of the iceberg. Like six times that is probably a conservative estimate for their their unfunded liabilities. All the promises they've made to the American people that they will never be able to pay back. But Johnny, the Biden administration reduced the deficit deficit spending this year, so we're we're doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From one point five trillion, no, was it three trillion to one point five trillion? Okay, <laughs> crushing it. So we're still running trillion dollar deficits. Then, uh, awesome. Yeah, this is going to work out real well. Really, is just unfucking believable. And and when this does all blow up, they're going to find some retarded explanation for it capitalism run amok greed <laughs> these corporatists <laughs> it's like, like, it what it is that's it's always capitalism in, in decline yeah it wasn't like like everybody that was a proponent of free market capitalism was screaming at the top of their lungs from like 8 trillion to 31 trillion to stop doing this shit hey guys today's show is brought to you by our friends over at lorenzati coffee 
You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. Um, let's, let's switch gears here. And I want to talk about this summit that they had at the White House. First of all, imagine going to a summit that Joe Biden is hosting. Like how, I wonder how much he actually has to talk in one of these things. Does he just give like one speech and then he leaves or is he like mingling? He's there for like hours on end. I have this working theory that there are actually four Bidens. And if you look at pictures of them and stuff, like there's a slightly (laughs) different hairline, slightly different ears, slightly different nose. Um, The corner of the eyes are a little bit different. Uh, Like, I think there are four Bidens. I think there's one that like just does general walking around and stuff. There's one that actually does speeches. Uh, like, I think they have different ones for different uh, occasions. You got to like uh, get the pictures like side by side and put them all together in a meme. I, I had them. And so I pulled it up for, for the morning show. And we, we talked about this. Uh, it's been a month or so ago. But I sincerely believe there are four of them. So I think for like an event like this or like something that runs really long. I think they rotate them out because I think they're all in like similar stages of, of cognitive decline. <laughs> so, so they just like rotate them out and try to keep them fresh. Which was the one that gave the the epic speech the other week? I think that's the main one. Like, I think that's the one that uh, I think that's the one they had on like the debate stages with with trump and like yeah. that's the one that they've been yeah that's game time for. biden he's fucking ready to go <laughs> and i think they just gear him up for that exclusively because <laughs> it is funny when you we watch him do that and then you see these clips where he's like he just starts on these sentences where he's just kind of mumbling and then he says some incoherent things and he starts on a train of thought and then just gives up on it like in the middle of the sentence <laughs> and you just kind of see him collapse into himself and you're like how is this the same guy that was, um, you know, giving such not, a. <laughs> like you said, I mean, it's game time Biden. Like that's that's the guy they put up there for the raw raw speeches and to to really like to do it. I, I don't yeah. think they let him do anything other than that. Like they keep him they keep him like hidden away, and whenever it's time, they like jack, get him all jacked up on Monster Energy Drink and stackers, and they're like, "All right, here's your script. Go fucking do it." And he just goes out there and does it. And then after that, they have to like put him back in a, in a, uh, was it a hyperbolic chamber or whatever? And like, yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things from, uh, <laughs> one of those like pods or something that you see in like an alien movie where they're just being, um, like fed. he is the, he's the winter soldier brought Biden. Like they keep him in the, they keep him in the cryogenic chamber until they need to pop him out and send him out to do a speech. Oh, God. Well, um, 
the White House took some very serious steps the other day. They had a summit to address the hate-fueled violence that's plaguing America. Um, Joe Biden denounced white supremacists and urged lawmakers in Congress to end special immunity for social media companies. Because, you know, all these social media companies have just been giving uh, white supremacists open platforms in order to be, you know, hate, hateful white supremacists constantly. All right. I mean, that's that's what's plaguing Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Right. None of these people have been deplatformed from there. Not you, especially. No, <laughs> of course not. Um, he also called on Americans at large to speak out against racism and extremism at the event dubbed United We Stand Summit, <laughs> which was attended by bar- bipartisan blah, 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 and survivors of hate-based violent attack. I, I love it when they they refer to violent attacks as hate-based. Because I'm, you know... I'm partial to the love-based attacks, the violent attacks that are based on love. It's like, I'm only, (laughs) your dad's like beating the shit. It's only because I love you so much. (laughs) I love you. And this is why I'm doing it. It, it, Yeah. It's like the, the, the hate crimes. It's like, Oh, this crime was done out of hate. So we have to punish you extra hard. (laughs) I wonder if they got a juicy Smollett out of, out of jail and let him be there for that. Oh, yeah, because he was an epic survivor. I mean, he almost didn't make it. That's right. This is MAGA country, damn it. <laughs> yeah, downtown Chicago. Okay. Um, the event sought to counter the destructive effects of hate-fueled violence on our democracy and public safety, mobilize diverse sectors of society. This is from the website that they had for the summit, by the way. Mobilize diverse sectors of society and communities across the country to these dangers and put forward a shared, inclusive, bipartisan vision for a more united America. Uh, All forms... What what are they what are they categorizing as hate hate filled or you know, like hate filled violence and the white supremacist violence that's been I, going I'm, on? Like, I mean, glad. other than January six, what what is it exactly that they're that they're ca- saying is like hate filled white supremacist violence? I'm not sure. I mean, hate filled and ex- like none of these words have any meaning anymore because they're just they just use them so ubiquitous. It's just like hate, hate, hate has no place in America. It's like, dude, we went over. I was joking about this chart. Um, let me see if I can pull it up again about the uh, discrimination based violence in America. And they referenced that like a 2021 study. Let me see if I can find it in this article. I have to scroll down a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that they mentioned this exact um, the year that this chart was based off of that we were laughing at on the last episode when you you look at the number of incidents and the white supremacist hate-filled incidents were was literally the smallest number on the chart it was under 10,000 there were 541,000 black on white crimes 541 and then 9,000 and change white on black. Have we talked about Patriot Front on this show? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, okay. I'm not so sure I know what that is. That, that means we probably haven't because if I talked about it, you would have a pretty good idea. So 
Patriot Front is the it's the feds. Like it's the one that looks like feds, like that you see the uh these guys that show up at these events in khakis and blue shirts and the hats with their masks on and stuff uh-huh. and like march around and carrying uh Confederate flags and stuff. Like that's that's Patriot Front. Um so Patriot Front was founded in 2018 or 2019 by some like 19-year-old kid. And it is now considered the largest white supremacist movement in the country with a whopping 8,000 members. Largest white supremacist group in the country, baby. Founded oh, yeah, you, by, did, you did mention that. Founded by a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my high school had like 3,000, over 3,000 kids in it. <laughs> Just to give you a little perspective, <laughs> like 8,000 sounds like a big number. And then, but if you divide that by 300 and fucking, and they always say 320 million, but they've been saying that for like 15 years. It's probably 360 plus million. Uh, yeah, it's a very small percentage. We, get, we better have a summit on it. And that's the only one that we're going to mention by name is the white supremacist. So this was, okay, so this was crime, violent, interracial, violent crime incidents from 2018. I beg your pardon. Black on white, 547,000 and change. Black on Hispanic, 112,000 and change. White on black, 9,000 and change. Couldn't even break into five digits. <laughs> Uh, white on Hispanic was a lot higher, actually. I, I found that a little surprising. 207,000 and change. Hispanic on white, 365,000. And then, uh, the, so the smallest one was Hispanic on black. And that was, uh, I can't read that number. It's kind of blurry. It looks like, yeah, like, uh, oh, sorry. It was not, no, it was, it was, uh, okay. I thought that was a dollar sign. This chart's kind of blurry. Sorry. The the white on black was 59,000, not 9,000. And the Hispanic on black is like 41,000 incidents. So let, let's focus on the second smallest number on that and host the summit. Then the number I want to see is the black on black like i, I already have a yeah but see that's idea. not interracial that's not on this chart <laughs> i know i already have a pretty be, good idea yeah you'd have to have like you have to like zoom out to be able to see the top of that line yeah it's it's unbelievable but yeah they they use these words hate fueled violence in america uh okay and extremism but you know exactly what they we don't know what they mean but you know exactly what they're referring to they're referring to trump supporters and, and just like, you know, straight white Republican males. That's it. And the only thing they really have to point to to this day is Charlottesville. Like, because for yeah. all their talk, like all the attention the Patriot Front gets, literally the only thing they do is show up, march around, and then get back in trucks and, and they climb in the back of U-Hauls and they leave. Like they don't actually do anything. That's not exactly true, because at the summit, Joe Biden mentioned uh, various attacks, including the mass shooting at the Pulse nightclub in in Orlando in 2016. And then there was the supermarket shooting in Buffalo a few months ago. The Pulse nightclub was a um, was a it was an Arab, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, The Pulse shooting was a Muslim and the FBI had 
prior notice to that happening and did nothing about it. And and the guy who reported it, um, he mysteriously turned up dead after being released from prison a couple years ago or a year or so ago. Oh, I didn't know that. But white supremacists will not have the last word, Biden said, <laughs> without mentioning any other groups that incited violence or hate in the United States in recent years. I mean, is there anybody that incites more violence and hate than the U.S. federal fucking government? I mean, and just think about what they do around the world that incites violence and hate. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, these, you know, these 59,000 white on black crimes that I guarantee you the vast majority of them weren't racially motivated. It just happened to be a, a white guy and a black guy going at it or whatever. Well, that's like anytime they talk about gun violence statistics. And usually they use like the over the overarching statistics, like covering everything. Um, like they never isolated to suicide because suicide is by and large the largest category of what's considered like gun violence. So they, ha- what are you doing to stop? Like you're not stopping that. Those people are going to kill themselves. Uh, let's, I mean, let's be honest. If you're if you're committed enough that you're going to put a gun to your head, you're you're probably going to go through with it one way or the other. Uh, but one of the I, I'm trying to remember because I actually did a, a a little bit of a study on this three years ago. I think it was. Um, I think it's the either the third or fourth largest category is um, police shootings. Like, in, if you if you just take all of the gun gun related deaths in the U.S., it's either third or fourth largest category is people who are shot by the police. Like, right? Yeah. Well, you know, they also mentioned in this article that the FBI said in 2021, hate crimes in the U.S. reached a 12 year high in 2020, which is the latest available data. Now, it doesn't. I guarantee. I will bet you anything that the increase in hate crimes in 2021, I bet you the white on black and white on Hispanic went down. Does anybody want to take that bet? I haven't looked at these numbers. I know they reached an all-time high, and I bet you dollars to fucking donuts, white on anything crime reached an all-time low. Summer love, baby. I'm just yeah. Well, yeah, I guess if we're talking like uh, Black Lives Matter protests, that gets those were all like people that identified as black anyway. So those none of that. Crime. Yeah, oh, of course. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but so they're they're spearheading multiple initiatives now. This is what the summit was about. They, they have plans to a um, billion dollar investment pushed by a group of philanthropists called the New Pluralists. That's got a great ring to it. Uh, They have uh, funders to support a 10-year effort to build a culture of respect, belonging, and collaboration in communities and organizations across America and stand behind the essential work of courageous, united, uniters, healers, and bridgers. Like, dude, this is all just a bunch of nonsense. They they just got a billion dollars. Let's just start a fucking hate uh, uniter anti-hate group or something and just get some money from the fucking federal government there'll be no oversight on it there'll be less oversight than there was for the fucking ppp loans i think kamala harris's speechwriter came up with the the wording for that that was complete word salad there was nothing that was they're just throwing a word they're just putting words to it's like when you you do a fucking uh not the what it's not the crossword but what's the thing uh uh ad libs yeah yeah, you just like put put in a fucking verb, put in a subject, and that's what you fucking. I bet you, 
we could just do that. We just put in like, I'll write a sentence and I'll just leave things blank and you fill it in with like subjects and verbs and pronouns. And then that'll be like our charter for our, our philanthropy group. And we'll see how much money we can bilk from the U S taxpayer. Oh God. Can we make that a weekly thing on the, uh, on the Facebook group, like take a Biden speech and just drop words out and put like noun, verb, adjective, and have people. I like that idea. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Write that one down. (laughs) Why can't I fucking minimize that? All right, whatever. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Oh, Merrick Garland announced at the summit that the U.S. attorney's offices would work on a United Against Hate initiative for 2023. Earlier this year, the U.S. attorney's offices for Massachusetts, New Jersey, and the Eastern District of Washington completed United Against Hate pilot programs. And today I am pleased to announce that this initiative will expand to 16 more U.S. attorney's offices. Dude, Oh, God. Yeah. These people. This is like a whole fucking industry. Now we had the racism industry. And that's when, like, you know, you have to every company with over like 10 employees has to have like uh, equity, diversity and inclusion training. And some fucking idiot with a gender studies degree comes in and does exercises with you and gets paid way too much money. Now they have the, the hate United Against Hate initiative. I mean, who could be against hate? Uh, the uh, Department of, of the that, Treasury. I'll go ahead. Yeah, the Treasury Office of Terrorism. Okay, so the Department of Treasury has an Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence. Let that sink in. Um, it's developing a website of key reports and resources on financial, domestic, violent extremism to help inform the public and private sectors. That's a quote. Treasury will also undertake strategic engagement with regional financial institutions across the United States to discuss risks associated with financial, domestic, violent extremism and hold back and hold a workshop uh, with virtual currency firms on domestic violent extremism, uh, use of virtual assets. I, I mean, that may sound like a bunch of fucking word salad bullshit, but there are some really important things to take away from there. Namely that they're coming for your financial assets and it's going to be ideological based. I mean, that's it. Speaking of like, you were talking about uh, companies bringing people in and stuff. Did you see where Twilio uh, is the CEO of Twilio announced mass layoffs and they're just laying off white people because they don't have enough diversity. No, but we did talk about how the teachers unions was going to, we're going to lay off white people first. Yeah, because of, you know all this white privilege. Yeah, which is just great because you see all of these, um, you know, all these people applying for loan or for colleges and everything, pretending to be white. I guess maybe if you apply for a loan, you pretend to be white. Does that help you get a loan? Probably not, because didn't they just announce some other initiative to give minorities, uh, yeah, free money? Yeah, the the loan. Um... What's the name of the organization that handles that? Fuck. Anyway, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, it's some some an acronym. Anyway, they uh they announced an initiative to push minority loan applications to the front of the pile and to decline or reject uh, white people instead because there's not enough there's not enough diversity in lending, especially in mortgages. So 
I mean, and this is like, isn't this kind of how the recession of 2008 started? Yeah. Like the housing collapse of 2008 exactly. started? It's exactly how it fucking happened. It just wasn't, um, it wasn't based on something as dumb as skin color. <laughs> it was just anybody, you know, you didn't have to prove you had any income or job or, or any, uh, you know, capability of paying these loans back at, because we know the banks knew that they could unload the risk immediately to a government sponsored entity, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, like the biggest players in the, in the mortgage market at the, in the subprime market, they made the market for these fucking loans. And yeah, so yeah, of course we'll give this loan because we know the government's going to buy it. So we don't give a shit if you have a job or any income or anything, you don't have to put anything down. We'll just give you this house and the, the value will go up by 10% a year or whatever, you know, retarded calculation they come. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what happened. We, well, of, we course they the add, of course they add the stipulations that they're going to start doing this for minorities or specifically for minorities at about the time that the housing market is starting to take it down. Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, (laughs) it's like, would you like to catch this falling knife? It's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude, this is going to be so bad. Like maybe systematic racism is a real thing. (laughs) They never. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They just couch it and trying to help the but they just pick the worst possible time. It's like, here's this anchor. Would you like to hold on to this for a second? <laughs> it's like, dude, but the, again, the problem is not that black people can't get loans. They could get loans based, you know, if you know, it's not like their skin color is stopping them from getting them. There are other underlying issues. Now, would you like to address those issues? No, no. Uh, we don't want to address like the breakup of the fucking family and, and the fact that we're um, saddling them with uh, all kinds of like student loan debt and, and you know, throwing their fucking fathers in prison for, uh, you know, un- nonviolent drug offenses and things like that. No, no, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll just give you a loan that you have no chance of paying back. OK, that, that'll work out really well, because the problem is that they don't have a house. Justin, that's the problem. It's not that, you know, and I, I see people all the time like, oh, I can't afford, like the bank says I can't afford like a thousand dollar a month mortgage payment. So I get to pay $1,500 in rent. And it's like, okay, but there's a lot more finances that go into owning a house than just your mortgage payment every month. Like when you pay rent, that's it. That is your rent. Like that covers everything. If something breaks in the house, your landlord pays for it. When you pay $1,000 a month on a mortgage, that's just to uh, rent the house from the government and pay them property taxes every year. If something breaks, if you have a, an unexpected $500 bill, you know, the refrigerator breaks, you need a new you stove. You accidentally blow up your oven. You accidentally blow up your oven. Exactly. That's on you. So yeah, you need to have more than $1,000 a month. <laughs> to be a homeowner like it takes a lot of capital because it's all on you and dude i can't tell you how many times i, I, I how much more i'm seeing people apply for home equity lines of credit who, who are already like in debt up to their fucking eyeballs and they're basically trying to take out a heloc to consolidate their credit card debt i mean dude the american people are up to their eyeballs in debt 
The only people, the only thing more in debt than the American people is the American government. And in theory, the American people are the ones that support the American government. So if we're all in debt and none of us have any money, how are we the richest country on the face of the earth? Explain that to me, AOC, with your fucking. Doesn't she have a a, a finance degree or something? That tells you how much a finance. She has degree a, a, a she has an economics degree or like something. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she does have a degree in something along those like some financial yeah i think it's economics maybe oh god and and she went into government so again even if the degree was worth something she's not using it (laughs) good god but yeah so anyway just to wrap up on this uh summit horseshit i mean they go on to talk about uh tech companies they've got all these tech companies on board youtube meta twitch Microsoft, they're all, you know, spearheading these initiatives to curb hate bait, hate fueled extremism, blah, 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 uh, on platforms. And dude, th- this is like, it's not even like thinly veiled. It's just right out there in the open. Like we are coming for our politically, you know, our political enemies, our idea, like people that we disagree with ideologically. They are not going to be able to communicate on these platforms. We are coming after their financial assets. And but we're uniting. We're uniting the country against this huge portion of the country. And we're going to we're going to come at them from every different angle that we can under the guise of being against hate. I mean, they're already kicking it off. Steve, Steve Bannon got raided and then they went after Mike Lindell earlier this week. Like they talked, you know, the the left was. really getting all up in arms about the state funds that DeSantis used to send a bunch of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard on a plane. And how about the state or the, you know, the federal funds that are being used to raid a guy who sells pillows? Can we not yeah. talk about that? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just so funny to see them be like, Oh, you guys are, spe- you guys are wasting government funds. It's like, uh, all right, but aren't you like two seconds ago? You were telling me that the deficit, the debts don't matter because we owe it to ourselves and we can print as much as we want. All these retarded fucking, um, oh god, was uh, what's the term for this stupid modern monetary theory? Who, which one was it? One of them actually said that not long ago that we can just print whatever we need. It's not like it, any of this matters. It's like, yeah, we owe it to ourselves. <laughs> you're not supposed to. You're you're not supposed to just like say the quiet part out loud like that. Yeah, I mean, we don't just owe it to ourselves, though. There are countries that ha- hold a lot of our debt. But, but yeah, the, I mean, the Federal Reserve is the largest holder of government debt now. But it, 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 there's more to it. Like there's the the whole goods and services side of things and when you have all of this this money out there chasing a limited number of goods and services you're going to have a lot of problems a lot of problems and it, it it's just getting started we have these uh th- these numbers that came out of fedex today that has the fucking markets down uh, earlier today last time i checked they were down like one and a half percent pretty much across the board but fedex got fucking crushed and if you want it like a sort of a canary in the coal mine for the, the U.S. economy, it's like, well, what are we shipping? Like how many goods and service, you know, how many goods are we shipping uh, across state lines? Like what are people ordering? Most people order stuff on Amazon now anyway, and they could ship to FedEx. And 
um, one of the ports, the, the, the largest port uh, on the uh, California coast was down like, like 17%. Uh, what was the number that came from? Is that maybe, maybe not for the ports, but like for, for like FedEx, could that potentially be connected to the Biden administration coming to an agreement with the rail unions? And because I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week, uh, Amtrak had canceled all trains past like a certain point on Thursday because as of as of midnight this morning, uh, they were supposed to be going on strike if an agreement wasn't come to. So Amtrak had canceled any overnight trips so that they wouldn't have trains like with passengers on them on on the tracks at midnight because at midnight they were going to shut everything the fuck down and like it. At the zero hour, um, the Biden administration and these rail unions came to an agreement. And so they've they or they have a tentative agreement that will at least keep things running for another six to 10 months or something like that. Like it's not a it's not a final long term solution, but they've at least got something in place to to keep the trains running on time for the for the time being. Um, Could it have something to do with that? Because I know that was that was a big deal. Like the amount of stuff that gets moved by train is or by rail is pretty significant. And so if if they did go into a shutdown and they went into strike, then all of that was going to get rolled over to uh, ground transport and air transport. And and like the trucks are obviously the big the big thing that was going to pick up the slack on that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I'm not sure I followed you on that because I was also trying to read some of this article at the same time. <laughs> The you're you're saying they're they're shutting down rail transport. They not not right now. If if an agreement had not been reached, effective uh, 0001 this morning, it would have all been shut down. Okay. But they they came to a tentative agreement to keep things running for the time being. So it's uh, not it didn't happen today, but it still has the potential. Here in here, another six or eight months, uh, they're going to come back around for for further negotiations, and and then we get to relive this scenario all all over again. But yeah, it was well. I I think this is like a global decline, according to this report that came out from FedEx. Like global volumes declined across the board. They missed all of their projections. I think the um, their revenue missed by three hundred million. Not a, that's that's kind of a big mess. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not a small number. No, <laughs> doesn't matter what industry you're in. That's not a small number. Yeah, um, they're closing offices, office locations. They're they're closing ninety office locations, five corporate offices. They're not hiring. Uh, the the amount of flights are being uh, um, reduced, or they're canceling projects. It's like, and they were seeing stuff coming out of uh, Asia and Europe as well um they're they're seeing a lot of weakness in those markets so it sounds like it's not even just in the u.s like it's a global issue um but this is like the biggest decline that they've had uh essentially since they went public in 1978 so it's uh if you're looking for a canary in the coal mine for the u.s economy i you know shipping Shipping, especially because we import so much stuff and then it gets shipped around by these companies. It's like, yeah, um, I bet you that the number, like the amount of money that people are paying is probably actually up 
just because prices are up, but the amount of goods that they're actually shipping around and that people are receiving is is down by a lot. Um, yeah. Anyway, that I forgot how we even got into that uh, part of it. Man, it, I mean, just with I mean, we can kind of close on that because that that's that's kind of a something to watch going forward. Like if if all these supply chain issues clearly aren't getting fixed, like we're we're post COVID at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not COVID related anymore. Right. Because we're as the Biden administration will tell you, they've created like a bajillion jobs over the last six months. They've opened up the economy. We've unleashed everything. And we have this really strong economy. And then FedEx comes out and be like, nah, this is the, the worst we've done in 40 fucking years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, something's not jiving. And the, you know, the people can always feel it. You know, it doesn't matter what um Jean-Pierre says about how strong the American economy is. People know because we live in the economy and we're buying these things and you're seeing how far your paycheck goes now. It's, there are parts uh, of the country the gas prices are going back up again. Like, yeah. Well, we did have that one great month, that great month of August where <laughs> they stayed the same or no, it went down from like 9.5% to 8.5%. So yeah how long can we dine out on that savings yeah anyway yeah that's uh i don't know but this fucking summit thing really just grinds my gears on a lot of levels and i think there's a lot of uh things to be concerned about with the language that they're using they they call it uniting but again any language that the government uses it they mean the opposite every single time even i saw a, a tweet from kamal harris was like <laughs> something about like climate change is like the biggest like a mil- uh, more young people voted for biden than ever and it was because of climate change and that's why we passed the inflation reduction act which has like which addresses the climate change problem like bigger than ever before <laughs> it's like uh say that again the inflation reduction act was about fighting climate change okay yeah everything they say is the exact fucking opposite so when they're talking about uniting they're not talking about like bringing together MAGA Republicans and AOC social justice warriors. They're talking about uniting the social justice warriors and like the, you know, center left, whatever the Biden, you know, supporters and the mainstream Democrats of America against a, an enemy that they've identified as extremists. And they can use the power of the federal government, thanks to the Patriot Act that was enabled by the right half of America, to you know, use the banks and all of these huge corporations that have only been allowed to get that big, thanks to government regulation, uh, to, to go after a target. And they've, they've identified the target. They're, they're using euphemisms, hate-fueled extremism and whatever attacks on our democracy but you should know by now exactly who they're referring to and if you're listening to this podcast it's probably you <laughs> i hate to say it we're all but, on a watch list but somewhere. yeah just get get all your purchases in now buy your guns buy your ammo your 3d printers and all that shit before they make it illegal and uh hopefully you can fight your way out of this i don't know we got to get out of here we're running out of time 
What do you got going on? Oh, you're going to do a a deep dive into this uh, shipping of illegal immigrants around around town? Yeah, that'll be my Monday episode of Fact Check This Podcast. I'm going to go do a deep dive into the financials around uh, DeSantis sending the immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. I'm also going to take a a closer look at the immigrants who have been bused out of Texas to Chicago, D.C., and New York, and some of the blowback that is coming from the mayors of these cities um, around that. Uh, Apparently, these sanctuary cities aren't all that hospitable after all. And uh, I started writing. So I have a Substack. It's CampbellJ.Substack.com. Done a couple articles so far, and I've got a couple more that I'm going to write probably this weekend. So that's awesome. Go check that out. I've been like every couple of weeks, I'm like, I should start a Substack because I actually am a pretty good writer. I'm probably a better writer than I am a podcaster. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so I just talk myself out of it. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what a Substack is really. I don't even know how to see them. I'll send you a link and you can link it for this. <laughs> and then from there, you should be able to figure out how to start one of your own. Uh, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll think about it. Um, but we are, we're doing a happy hour in about five hours, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time be there or be square. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have, I think, oh yeah, I did say uh, I'm going to invite the, I can't remember if I invited the top Facebook contributors earlier this month. So we're going to do that again. We'll see if we get some new faces in there. And um, a couple of people have already hit me up on Twitter saying they'll be there. So should be a fun night. Are you going to join us or you got work? Uh, no, I don't work. We have to drop my stepdaughter off here in a little while, but we should be back not too long okay. or we should be back around the time this will be starting so yeah should be, i should be yeah back. i mean people hop in throughout the night so it's it's fun I, i'll stay on i usually stay on as long as people want to um i dedicate every other friday night to you guys and today is mexican independence day so you have no idea what i'm sacrificing to sit here and talk to you jamokes but it no i enjoy it, it it's a lot of fun so yeah we're gonna kick that off at 8 30 just after sunset now i think sunset's around uh 8 15 8 20 these days i'll send that link out at about 8 15 so keep an eye out for that if you want to become a supporting listener of the show you get to join us on these things every other friday i will link to that in the description got less than a minute to wrap this up i love this little countdown it's just like beep or something though so i i I keep forgetting to look at it, but if you guys can do all that for us we will be back on tuesday are we going to do a tuesday episode yeah, we can try. That'd be early because I'm flying Tuesday. So that'll be the last one. And then I'll put the interview out later that week. So a brand new episode for you guys on Tuesday. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs>